Welcome to Ghostly. Does the spirit of Billy the Kid still haunt this earth? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. Rebecca, what's been going on? Well, okay, so you might notice that my uh, voice doesn't sound um, like it normally does. Should I run? (laughs) No, um, I just, uh, it's either allergies or I did get my second dose of Pfizer the other day. And I've been very lucky, um, but I just woke up with this today. I I feel fine. (laughs) You sound like a 13-year-old boy. (laughs) I do. But this is just the voice that I have today. So I apologize, everybody. Uh, but I promise you, I feel okay. Um, I Actually, what I wanted to talk about really quick today is our book club is coming up. Hopefully by then I'll be talking normal. I hope so. When is it coming up? <laughs> it's um, on Thursday, May 6th. Oh, May 6th. Okay. May 6th um, and at 7.30 Central. And uh, it we're going to be reading... Uh, or we are reading, hopefully, uh, Tall Tales and Half-Truths of Billy the Kid by John LeMay. Um, It's actually super short, and it has a ton of um, great pictures and little side articles. It's a super quick read, um, like just over 100 pages. And But it's really good, though. It's really, really good. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be going through a lot of good stuff today, but if you really want to get into some of the crazy stories and things that are told about Billy the Kid... Um, especially posthumously, um, I would definitely check out this book. Um, and I really hope that you can join us uh, you, for a book club. You want a lozenge or something? No, I, okay. <laughs> I promise. Okay. Um, but I will say, uh, if you're interested in joining us for book club, uh, you can go to ghostlypodcast.com slash book club or go to ghostlypodcast and click on book club and, uh, and just fill out the form and I will shoot you an email with all of the details. With all of them? All of them. Okay, well, for me, I just had 37 staples removed from my arm. Wow. Yeah, well, I had a little procedure done uh, to help me with my health issues. Ah. And yeah. That's a lot of staples. <laughs> that's a lot of staples. Not a single <laughs> office depot in that process. Ah, funny, funny. <laughs> All right. So um, we do have a shout out today. So there are two ways that you can get a shout out in Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. We always prefer the five-star reviews, but we will read any and all reviews that come our way. Uh, The second way is to either buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast or by going to our website, ghostlypodcast.com, and hitting the buy us a coffee button in the menu or you could even become a mem- a member on buy me a coffee and there's all kinds of benefits for that so our one way that we have a um shout out is that we have an apple podcast review so this is from Nessie from SC she gave us a five star review rebecca Woo-hoo! she said great listen and i want to read this one i'm super excited about this I love listening to this podcast. I'm a pretty hardcore hashtag team skeptic. No, it's all right. Yes, we got another Thank one. Thank you for listening. But I love the ghost stories and the chemistry between the host. That, that's us. 
My only request, though, is that Mondo sing more songs. That is our request as well. Yeah. That is our request as well. And then there's a then there's a heart, and then there is a ghost Absolutely. emoji. So I know what those mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you are not sure about no, emojis. I, I don't you struggle know emojis. with those, yeah. but yes. Um, and then I've got uh, another um, shout out, which is a buy me a coffee. Hope G oh. bought us two coffees the nice. other day, and we are so thankful for that. We nice. appreciate it. I think you could use one right now with your I... voice, right? <laughs> maybe some tea. And... Yeah, maybe a spot of tea. <laughs> spot of tea. All right. Do we have any listener mail? We do. I maybe should have picked a shorter one, but <laughs> that's okay. All right. So uh, today's listener mail is from Jessica. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you guys about my mom's ghost story for you guys to tell in one of your episodes for listener mail. So you have my permission to read this story for me on an episode. I would love to hear it. So there was an emoji in there too. There was a smiley face in there. Oh, okay. That's what that means. Okay. Yes. Uh, All right. So this is a story of my mom's ghostly experience she had many years ago. I can't remember exactly when, but if I had to guess around the time, I would say about 10 years uh, or, or so ago when I was around 20 or 21 years old. And this was around the time my mom's best friend had just passed away from cancer. Aww. One early morning, my mom had already gotten up out of bed to go to the bathroom and got back into bed. And almost immediately after laying down and being completely still in bed, not moving at all, she felt a pressure on the side of the bed from where she was laying, on the other side of the bed from where she was laying, as if someone laid down next to her. She said she felt the mattress compressed down as it does when you first get on and lay in it, but she wasn't moving at all. And I asked, her maybe if she was dreaming or anything but she said no because she had just went to the bathroom and gotten back into bed when she felt that and it always takes my mom a while to go back to sleep after getting up to go to the bathroom or anything else so she never falls right back to sleep right away for it you know to be a dream and she said she was so freaked out she was like frozen and couldn't move and her eyes were wide open So then she said she felt as if something touched her on her arm, which then freaked her out even more, unsurprisingly, uh, causing her to finally get out of her frozen state, swing her other arm around to that side of the bed and slammed it down saying, stop it. Wait, frozen state? Like... Like she you want to build a snowman? (laughs) No, like she was frozen in good mood. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Really loud. She said, stop it. Uh, Then all of a sudden, she felt the other side of the bed lift as if someone got out of it. Although it freaked her out till no end, she felt like the presence wasn't there to hurt her or anything. She actually felt like it was a loving or comforting presence, which could have been what she felt in her arm, like someone was wrapping their arm around hers. So she thinks it was her best friend who had just passed away pretty recently to that day, just coming to visit her and comfort her, showing her that she's okay now and no longer suffering from her cancer. But she didn't really think of that in the moment. So when she yelled, stop it, she was really just spooked and wanted it to stop. My mom, of course, was, of course, sad about her friend passing away, but it wasn't like her sadness was so bad to cause her to imagine something like this to happen, like she wants it to happen or something for it to just be all in her head. She knows what she felt in the bed next to her. She literally described it as the same exact feeling when someone gets in your bed with you, how you can feel the mattress dip down, except there was no one there, no one she could see anyway. And just so coincidental this happened to her not long after her friend passed away. 
And not only that, but she said the same incident happened the exact same way again, maybe like a year or so later. So twice it happened to her. But since that second time, she hasn't felt it again. And my mom used to be a big skeptic till this happened. Ha ha. So it helped her become hashtag team believer. What do you guys think? Thanks. Wow. Well, thank you, Jessica, for writing that in. Uh, I do not like to um, say, you know, things about people that have recently parted or anything like that, but I don't think it was her friend. I think that these things often happen when people are falling asleep. And I think it's just one of those things like you're half asleep and that happens. I think this is a story that I've heard quite a bit. Um, and I, I do think um, it's a common way that spirits um, reach out to us. And I think um, I think it's always very scary, uh, but I'm, I'm glad that it was um, that she didn't feel threatened, which is good. Yeah. Because I've certainly heard, heard it the other way. Hey, uh, speaking of mothers... Uh, has your mother had any more shadow people ah, visit her, you know or what? any more laundry room ghost for you? <laughs> not that I have, not that I have heard. Oh, that's a great question. I should ask her about that. And you know what? You reminded me. Mother's Day is coming up, everybody. Just in case you forgot so that. So get your mother a ghost. <laughs> there you go. I didn't even think about that when I picked this story, but that's, that's ah. perfect. So how could they send in a ghost story to yeah, us? Yeah, I want more stories. We want more stories. Um, and it could be your mother's ghost story. I don't know. Uh, email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact uh, contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com. Those are probably the easiest ways. You can also call us though. Leave us a voicemail at 630-448-2138. Uh, or you can, of course, send us some snail mail. We love it. P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. And if you forgot all of that, don't worry. Just visit ghostlypodcast.com and it is all there at the bottom. And it'll be in the show notes as well, right? Of course. And yeah, when Rebecca receives any ghost story, she gets all like giddy. I'm very excited. I love it. I love reading them. She does. She stops everything to read them too. I do. Okay, so... Uh, let's just skip the polls and go right into the episode this time. Uh, no, no, no. We got to do the polls. Everyone wants to know. Um, Uh, so our last episode was on the Excalibur nightclub. Uh, I'm actually, I am surprised by these results. I am too. Uh, to be honest, it's yes, 53.8% and Uh, no, 46.2. So close. So close. Like, seriously, people, if you care about this, you need to get out and vote. I mean, I'm happy that I won. Don't get me wrong. I think it's haunted. There's a ton of stories. But still, you got to come out and vote. Well, what I think happens, though, is when somebody hears one of the stories and they don't believe it's true, they just don't bother to vote. They don't bother to put in their vote at all. So we need you to vote for every episode. That's all. Yeah, just it's, <laughs> it's easy. Go to ghostlypodcast.com. Go to polls. Super easy. One click. Yes. You're done. Yeah. And if you leave a comment, you know, let us know. Maybe we'll even read it. Yeah. We, you know, there's some really good comments. Usually they're pretty funny. So yeah, I would love to might, read some We might of them. start doing a comment section on the voting. Absolutely. All right. And Rebecca, we actually have a comment from a listener about Excalibur. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. So this is really exciting. So after the last episode came out on Excalibur, we actually got a DM from Eric Wong. Um, and he actually uh, has a podcast, Totally Wong Podcast. Uh Awesome name. Awesome name. 
definitely recommend it. Um, but he says he, he told the story on his podcast, but he was gracious enough to tell it to us and, and let us uh, share it with you guys. So he says, I used to work for an ice sculpture company back in high school. So this story happened like 12 years ago. My dad and I made a delivery to Excalibur. He went downstairs to talk to the owner or manager of the event. Not sure of the manager's title uh, or man's title. Uh, So I was upstairs alone setting up the light and tray for the ice sculpture. To my left is the grand staircase and to my right is the corner that wraps around to the bar. I'm under the table hooking up the hose and bucket when I hear glasses clinking and sliding. I poke my head around the corner to ask if there was an outlet in the light. uh, If there was an outlet to plug in the light for the tray, there was no one there. Glasses were still just hanging from the rack. Okay, so I continue looking for the outlet. I hear once again more glasses and even bar stools being put down. I asked again and looked. Glasses still hanging and bar stools still in the bar. Well, screw that. Ran downstairs. <laughs> the manager noticed. I looked freaked out and said, damn, we we actually shouldn't have left you up there. Did you hear the elevator? I said, no, but your bartender is messing with me. We went upstairs and he told me the place is haunted and most people hear the old morgue elevator going up and down when it's not even in use anymore. He said, most people hear the sliding gate on the elevator open and shut. It was never a morgue. It wasn't. Yeah. So, but I, but that doesn't mean that people aren't hearing weird noises yeah, and yeah, the bar yeah. clanking and all of that. But anyway, so thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Eric. Eric. We really for appreciate sharing it. that. Uh, so... We are going to be talking about Billy the Kid this episode. Uh, the famous or infamous, I think equally both, right? Yes. Um, Billy the Kid. So I've been asked, why an episode about Billy the Kid? And first, let me say that Billy the Kid is an awesome story to begin with. I mean, I think this is very, very uh, Pat history focused episode. I mean, there, it's, you've got some, good, not a focus, but you've got some great stuff to talk about. Let me yeah. just say that. But, I mean, there are some ghost stories about Billy. There are. I I am excited to share them. And we want to look at the evidence and decide for ourselves that there is no ghost. (laughs) Or there is ghost. There there will not be a ghost. (laughs) I'm pretty positive. Uh, Honestly, I love Billy the Kid stories. Even before I watched Young Guns. Remember Young Guns? Oh, yeah. But Young Guns did make him a favorite of mine, an Old West character favorite. Um, Most Billy the Kid stories, though are just old U.S. folklore. <laughs> so I wanted to do the research to find out what was true and what was myth. Yeah, it, I it, it, there are so many stories, so I'm excited to hear what you found. Uh, it felt like everything that Billy did was for a reason, though. Okay. I would like to say that. I don't always agree with his reasons, But I wasn't alive during the Old West, and I don't know for sure that I wouldn't have made those same exact decisions that he did. Interesting. He was definitely pretty smart. Okay. For for a youngster. Yes, he was young. Um, But yeah, so that was part of our history where the outlaws were like celebrities. That's true. The mythology, I mean, a big part of it comes from the people of that time. Yeah. You know, it's like famous people, they make up stories about like, oh, I saw him once or I, you know, had a drink with him once. But he was in the newspapers all the time, even when he wasn't doing stuff. Yeah. 
um, you know, the the girls were crushing on him too. Absolutely. Which I've seen pictures of him. He wasn't that attractive. So there is a lot of, I read an entire website about his, what he looks like. Oh, okay. And the picture definitely does not do him justice. There's only no. one known picture Two. for sure. Two known pictures. Well, okay. There's some debate, but yeah. I'll trust you on that. There was one where research. he was playing, um, not golf. What is that other one that you play inside the house sometimes in the basement? Billiards? No, Ooh. not billiards. No. <laughs> I don't know. Where you're hitting a ball on the ground. Shuffleboard. Oh. Like, yeah, there's another name for shuffleboard. Interesting. Too. He was playing a game like that, I okay. believe. Yeah. Well, all I know is the one, the big famous one, um, he looks like bigger because like he would, they would wear a lot of layers. Yeah. When they were out and about. But like the girls say when he was in town that like he, you know, he was nice. Like he dressed up. I don't know. He looked like a homeless guy to me. Again, when they were out on the like range. But like when he was in town, like he was on point, like he was okay. All right. All right. So we'll see. I don't know. Well, Rebecca, do you have a ghost story for us? I do have a ghost story. Awesome. Uh, again, I apologize for the voice today, but maybe it'll make it creepier. I don't know. My grandmother told me this story many times when I was a child. I loved it so much. I would ask her to tell it over and over again. I should probably preface this by saying that I was obsessed with cowboys and especially the movie Young Guns. My favorite was Keith Kiefer Sutherland as Doc, but Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid was up there too. And I think part of that was my grandmother's story. Grandma grew up in New Mexico, and when she was a girl about my age, she would always say that, one day she and her friends decided to go play in an old ghost town not too far from where they lived. I'm going to be honest, as a kid, I didn't see anything weird in that, and I'm guessing for them back then there wasn't, but the parent in me now cannot imagine letting my kids go play in some abandoned town. Anyway, she claims that they were playing hide-and-go-seek, and she was hiding in the old saloon behind the bar. She heard someone pick up one of the stools and set it up, and then sit down at the bar. At first, she tried to flatten herself behind the bar, thinking it was the seeker looking for her. But then she heard a man's raspy voice say, I could sure use a drink. She said she froze. In all their visits to this place, they had never run into an adult. But she didn't think she could stay hidden. I mean, this was an adult. So she stood up and tried to be brave. She even spoke and said, hi. At this point, she got a good look at him. He looked kind of young, not too short, blue eyes and a nice face, light hair and a dusty brown hat. He had on like old time clothes, she said, but he looked kind. And he kept talking, talking to no, no one, uh, not, not my grandma. He was just kind of like facing away. We had a rough time out there and I can't wait to get a drink, maybe something to eat. My grandma, I cannot believe how brave she was, said, I'm sorry. I don't think this place is open anymore. They don't, they don't have anything to drink or, or eat. At that moment, 
she saw the man fade away, just gone. She didn't tell anybody because she didn't think they'd believe her. But about a year later, they studied local history in school and she saw a picture of Billy the Kid and it was him. She couldn't believe it. The man she saw was none other than Billy the Kid. Wow. So how much of that is made up, Rebecca? All of it. All of it. Every single bit of it. Every single, wow, Rebecca. I went full fiction today. (laughs) Full fiction. (laughs) Wow. All right, so we should probably take a break and then we'll get into the history. Sounds good. Hey, I'm Eric Wong. I'm Zachary Green. And check us out on the Totally Wong Podcast, where we have casual conversations on topics such as... Uh, cryptids like Bigfoot and Mothman. True crime like celebrity murders. And ghosts. <laughs> Anything that's under the moon, we talk about it. Yeah, and it's casual conversations, so you feel like you're in the room with us. That's the whole point. Yeah, one of the homies. So check us out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and uh, make sure uh, you leave a rating and review. So go ahead, hit the subscribe button now. We're waiting. I'm like, we're waiting right now. So, like, we're not, we're not going anywhere. I have nothing to do unless they, you know, cut the ad right now. All right, welcome back, and now it's time for some hashtag pet facts. Pets facts. Oh, that sounded normal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so this is this was a lot harder to do than I imagined when we decided to do this episode. It's hard because there's so many legends about Billy the Kid. Historians struggle to finalize any new Billy the Kid facts. So there's, you know, not much new to the story. This is all pretty much going to be the story that you've heard if you've if you've fully researched Billy the Kid. I'm going to try my best to focus just on the facts for the first part of the history section, but the second half will all be speculation and rumor-based. Nice. Um, Billy the Kid was not even born with the name Billy. Did you know that? Uh, No. No. Yeah, he was born as, he wasn't even born as William H. Bonney, as people have called him. I was going to say, that's the name I've heard. He was born with the name Henry McCarty. Huh. And, uh... Even the date he was born is debated. Some say September 17th, while others say November 23rd. But the year is not in question. It was 1859. Now, I always struggle with uh, trying to figure out, like, 1859 means something totally different for the Old West than it does for the other part of, you know, the U.S. Right, or Europe. I mean, just completely different. So, to me, it's like... I always judge it by the Civil War. And this is just two years before the Civil War started. So, like, that time perspective doesn't even make sense to me. That people are shooting each other, getting away with it in the Old West, but yet the Civil War is happening over there. Totally different. And what an interesting time to grow up. Yeah. When I think of Billy the Kid, though, I never seem to put him in the time period of the Civil War-ish. Yeah, for some reason to me, like, the Old West just kind of seems like its own time it does like out like not compared to like all of the other things that are going on yeah yeah well in fact billy the kid supposedly died just 16 years after the civil war ended notice how i said supposedly i did hear that 
one thing that kind of surprised me while doing research into one of the biggest outlaws in American history is that he wasn't just a symbol of the West. In fact, he was born in New York City. Really? Yeah, I know, right? You wouldn't think that. I thought he was like in Mexico or something. No, no. Uh, He was born to Catherine and Patrick McCarty. And there's supposedly evidence that he was baptized in New York on September 28th, 1859. But who knows if it's real, if it's the real Henry McCarty or not. Uh, He did have a younger brother named Joseph that was born in 1863. His father died while Billy or Henry or whatever we're going to call him in this was still very young. The family moved to Indianapolis, Indiana, which has surprised me too. Yeah. He he was a Midwesterner for a little bit. That's really weird. And that is where Catherine met a man named William Henry Harrison Antrim. So they moved to Wichita, Kansas with Antrim in 1870. And just three years later, on March 1st, 1873, Catherine married Antrim in Santa Fe, Mexico, where the family moved yet again to. Um, Billy's brother, Joseph, took on the last name of Antrim, but it doesn't sound like Billy did, though. Aunt Tragedy struck again shortly after the marriage and the move. Uh, Catherine died of tuberculosis, or consumption, they called it back in those days, on September 16, 1874, leaving Billy and Joseph as orphans because Antrim took off. Okay, okay. All right. Because that makes, I mean, okay, so they did end up in, well, Mexico. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, borders changing and things but oh, yeah. um, but that makes sense because i a lot of some of the things that i researched had him speaking spanish and oh yeah he did you know yeah so yeah. okay so here billy is at the age of 15 when his mother died i imagine things must have been very hard as he tried to care for his younger brother yeah uh, an owner of a boarding house named sarah brown gave him a room and board in exchange for work One year to the day that his mother died, September 16th, 1875, Billy was caught stealing food. Just 10 days later, Billy and George Schaefer robbed a Chinese laundry and stole some clothes and two pistols. So maybe that's where he got the clothes to dress up. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, Billy was charged with theft and jailed. But a common thing that happens with Billy the Kid is that he escaped jail. He found his old stepfather and managed to stay with him until his stepfather threw him out again. Uh, So he stole some clothes and guns from him, too. Um, Billy had to get out of town as people were already looking for him. So he went to the Arizona Territory and worked as a ranch hand. He gambled most of his wages away. He was then hired by a well-known rancher named Henry Hooker. Henry Hooker was a prominent and wealthy rancher during the American Old West, who formed the first and what became the largest American ranch in the Arizona Territory. He supplied cattle to the Army and Indian agencies, and he was also good friends with Wyatt Earp, another famous um, Old West person. Yes. While Billy was working for Hooker, he became friends with John R. Mackey, who was a Scottish-born criminal and former U.S. Cavalry private, And the two men started stealing horses from local soldiers. Billy first got the name Kid at this time, but it was Kid Antrim. 
He was young and looked the part, so it made sense. And on August 17, 1877, Billy was at a saloon in the village of Bonita when he got into an argument with a guy named Francis P. Cahill, who was a blacksmith. Cahill was bullying Billy for a while and called him a pimp. So Billy called Cahill a son of a bitch, and things started getting physical. Cahill threw Billy to the floor, and Billy dropped his pistol. They both started wrestling for the pistol, but Billy won and got the gun and shot Cahill, fatally wounding him. Billy ran, but decided to come back a couple days later, where he was caught by Miles Wood, who was a local justice of the peace, and Billy was jailed again, but escaped again. (laughs) Billy stole the horse and left Arizona for New Mexico. When he arrived, he was near death. So he went to a home of his friend and Seven Rivers Warrior gang member, John Jones, whose mother nursed Billy back to health. That was nice of her. It was. Um, When he was on his feet again, he began working for an English businessman and rancher, John Henry Tunstall. Tunstall and his business partner and lawyer, Alexander McSween, were opponents of of an alliance formed by an Irish-American business men, uh, Lawrence Murphy, James Dolan, and John Riley. Those three men controlled much of the money and politics of Lincoln County. Uh, McSween owed $8,000 to Dolan, and Dolan decided to go after McSween's property and got a court order for $40,000 worth of Tunstall's property and livestock. So Tunstall put Billy in charge of nine prime horses and told him to relocate them to his ranch for safekeeping. The sheriff of Lincoln County, uh, his name was Brady, who was probably being paid off by the Irish-American businessmen that controlled the town, assembled a large posse to seize Tunstall's cattle. On February 18, 1878, Tunstall learned of the posse's presence on his land and rode out to intervene. During the encounter, one member of the posse shot Tunstall in the chest, knocking him off his horse, and another posse member took Tunstall's gun and killed him with a shot to the back of the head. Tunstall's murder ignited the conflict between the two factions that became known as the Lincoln County War. This led to Billy joining the Lincoln County Regulators. On March 9th, they captured Frank Baker and William Morton, both of whom were accused of killing Tunstall. Uh, Baker and Morton were killed while allegedly trying to escape. On April 1st, our favorite day, Skeptics Day, the regulators ambushed Sheriff Brady and his deputies. Um, Billy was wounded in the thigh during the battle, and Brady and Deputy Sheriff George W. Hinman were killed. On, on the night of Sunday, July 14th, McSween and the regulators, now a group of 50 or 60 men, went to, the, went to Lincoln and stationed themselves in the town amongst several buildings. At the McSween residence were Billy, Florinco Chavez, Jose Chavez, E. Chavez, Jim French, Harvey Morris, Tom O'Flaird, Inigo Salazar, amongst others. Um, another group led by Marin Chavez and Doc uh, Sherlock positioned themselves on the roof of the saloon, and Henry Newton Brown, Dick Smith, and George Coe defended a nearby adobe bunkhouse. 
On Tuesday, July 16th, newly appointed Sheriff George Pepin sent sharpshooters to kill McSween's defenders at the saloon. Um, Pepin's men retreated when one of the snipers, Charles Crawford, was killed by Fernando Herrera. Uh, Pepin then sent a request for assistance to Colonel Nathan Dudley, commandant of nearby Fort Stanton. In a reply to Pepin, Dudley refused to intervene, but later arrived in Lincoln with troops, turning the battle in favor of the Murphy-Dolan faction. A shooting war broke out on, on Friday, July 19th. McSween's supporters gathered inside his house when Buck pa- Powell and Deputy Sheriff Jack Long set fire to the building. The occupants began shooting, um, and Billy and the other men fled the building when all the rooms but one were burning. During the confusion, Alexander McSween was shot and killed by Robert W. Beckwith, who was then shot and killed by Billy. On October 5, 1878, U.S. Marshal John Sherman informed newly appointed territorial governor and former Union Army General Lew Wallace that he held warrants for several men, including William H. Antrim, which, of course, is Billy the Kid, uh, alias um, William H. Bonney, um, but was unable to execute them owing to the disturbed condition of affairs in that county, resulting from the acts of a desperate class of men. So Wallace issued an amnesty proclamation on November 13, 1868, which pardoned anyone involved in the Lincoln County War since Tunstall's murder. It specifically excluded, though, persons who had been convicted of or indicted for a crime and therefore excluded Billy. Yeah, this was crazy. I mean, it's just like this like weird little turf war in this town. I don't want to say little. That's not good. But I can see why they were just kind of like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, people were passionate, whatever. So we'll let it go. But <laughs> but Billy somehow gets yeah. caught in this whole thing. So on February 18th, 1879, Billy and his friend Tom O'Follard were in Lincoln and watched as attorney Houston Chapman was shot and his corpse was set on fire. And according to eyewitnesses, the pair were innocent bystanders forced at gunpoint by Jesse Evans to witness the murder. Billy wrote to Governor Wallace on March 13, 1879, with an offer to provide information on the Chapman murder in exchange for his amnesty. On March 15th, Governor Wallace replied, agreeing to a secret meeting to discuss the situation. Billy met with Wallace in Lincoln on March 17, 1879. Wallace promised Billy protection from his enemies and clemency if he would offer his testimony to a grand jury. And on March 20th, Wallace wrote to Billy to remove all suspicion of understanding I think it better to put the arresting party in charge of Sheriff Kimbrell, who shall be instructed to see that no violence is used. Billy responded on the same day, agreeing to testify and confirming Wallace's proposal for his arrest and detention in a local jail to assure his safety. On March 21st, Billy let himself be captured by a posse led by Sheriff George Kimball of Lincoln County. As agreed, Billy provided a statement about Chapman's murder and testified in court. 
However, after Billy's testimony, the local district attorney refused to set him free. Still in custody several weeks later, Billy began to suspect Wallace had betrayed him and would never grant his amnesty. Billy, of course, escaped then from Lincoln County Jail on June 17, 1879. Billy did a good job keeping a low profile until January 10, 1879. This is one of my favorite stories. Um, when he shot and killed Joe Grant, who was a newcomer to the area, Billy had received word that Grant was going to try and kill him. So Billy came upon Grant at Hargrove's saloon and told him that he admired his pistol. So he asked if he could see it. He noticed that it only had three rounds in the pistol and positioned it where the next time the hammer was pulled, it would be in an empty chamber. As suspected, Grant then pointed his pistol at Billy. When he pulled the trigger, nothing happened, and Billy was able to shoot shoot Grant in the head. Wow. Yeah. Um, on November 2nd, 1880, Garrett was elected sheriff of Lincoln County. Pat Garrett. Yes. You've heard that name, right? Mm-hmm. Just like Billy, Garrett was an outlaw as well, although Garrett was only responsible for killing one man. In Texas, that is. Uh, even though he surrendered to the authorities and was never prosecuted. Uh, One of the things that Pat Garrett did um, that other sheriffs of Lincoln County didn't do that made him like a much bigger threat to Billy was that he obtained a deputy U.S. Marshal commission, which allowed him to go after Billy anywhere in the U.S. So he wasn't just sheriff of this town. He was able to go anywhere and go after him. I remember this from our Body and Clyde episode where there was like a big part of why they couldn't catch them is like people couldn't necessarily go between cities or states. Oh, you still can't. Well, right. Unless you have. Yeah. Unless you're you know, FBI, or, FBI a or the marshals. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. On December 19th, 1980, Billy the Kid, Charlie Beaudry, Tom Pickett, Billy Wilson, and Tom O'Filliard rode into Fort Sumner. Lying in wait were Deputy Garrett and his posse. Mistaking Ophiliard for the kid, Garrett's men opened fire and killed Ophiliard. Billy and the others escaped unharmed, and three days later, Garrett's posse cornered Billy and his companions at a spot called the Stinking Springs. And they killed one man and captured the other. On April 15, 1881, Billy the Kid was sentenced to hang by Judge Warren Bristol. But guess what? What? He escaped (laughs) again. But this time he killed two deputies in the process. On July 14th, 1881, Garrett visited Fort Sumner to question a friend of the kid's whereabouts uh, and learned that he was staying with a mutual friend, Pedro Menard Pete Maxwell. There's so many of these people with four names in this. Yes. Um. And around midnight, Garrett went to Maxwell's house. The kid was asleep in another part of the house, which surprises me that he was asleep at midnight. (laughs) Right? I mean, he seemed like a partier. Well, but at this point, he was Um, being safe. But he woke up in the middle of the night and entered Maxwell's bedroom, where Garrett was standing in the shadows. The kid did not recognize the man standing in the dark. He asked him repeatedly, Kianas, who is it? And Garrett replied, 
by shooting at him twice. The first shot hit the kid in the chest, just above the heart, while the second missed. Garrett's account leaves it unclear whether Billy was killed instantly or took some time to die. A few hours after the shooting, a local justice of the peace assembled a coroner's jury of six people. The jury members interviewed Maxwell and Garrett, and Billy's body and the location of the shooting were examined. The jury certified the body as Billy's, and according to a local newspaper, the jury foreman said, it was the kid's body that we examined. Billy was given a wake by candlelight, and he was buried the next day, and his grave was denoted with a wooden marker. Now, since the time of his death, there has been a growing amount of people that believe that Garrett, which was actually Billy's friend. I mean, yeah. Didn't actually kill him. They they felt that he didn't kill him. They believed it was staged so that he could collect that reward money placed on Billy's head. And a number of men have claimed to be Billy the Kid up until 50 years after his supposed death. Um, most were easily disproven, but two could not be disproven, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. In 1948, a Central Texas man, Ole P. Roberts, also known as Brushy Bill Roberts, began claiming he was Billy the Kid and went before the New Mexico governor, Thomas J. Mabry, seeking a pardon. Mabry dismissed Roberts' claims and Roberts died shortly thereafter. John Miller, an Arizona man, also claimed he was Billy. Uh, This was unsupported by his family until 1938, sometime after his death. Miller's body was buried in the state-owned Arizona Pioneers Home Cemetery in Prescott, Arizona. In May 2005, Miller's teeth and bones were exhumed and examined without permission from the state. DNA samples from the remains were sent to a laboratory in Dallas and tested to compare Miller's DNA with blood samples obtained from floorboards in the old Lincoln County Courthouse and a bench where Billy's body allegedly was placed after he was shot. According to a July 2015 article in the Washington Post, the lab results were useless. <laughs> so that's all I got. That's all you got? That's it? That's it. <laughs> you, want, you want more? <laughs> oh, there's so much more. Uh, that's funny. But... Uh, you know, yeah. In fact, that 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 whole last section there about all these different claims of of people who uh, said they were Billy the Kid and kind of their stories. Um, that's a lot of what's in the book that we're reading for book club. So, if you're interested in kind of the the life or the continuing life or the people claiming to <laughs> continue the life of Billy mm-hmm. the Kid, uh, uh, you can definitely learn more more in our book club book, uh, and also just. You know, what's interesting to me is um, how much there's so many stories that you probably, you know, you didn't include because they're really just legend. You know, there's again, you know, he was famous and, um, you know, some of the things that he did, as I said, there was like a, you know, or as you said, really, there was like a, a fight within the town. And so, you know, yes, half the people probably didn't like Billy, but the other half were like, yes, thank you. You were fighting against the half we don't like, <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't always that he was considered a, um, he was disliked, I should say. Well, there's actually a funny story, not a funny story. This is not funny at all, actually. But funny, it's, interesting. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. 
in that Pat Garrett went to go collect his $500 reward from the governor of New Mexico, and the governor refused to give it to him. So the town people raised $7,000 and gave it to Pat Garrett wow. for, for killing Billy See, Bacon. yeah, so it goes... Very interesting. But uh, when historians would try to go even more recent ones that were, you know, within within the, the lifetime where there they were people living that would remember Billy the Kid, you know, they would people would go and, yeah. and, and interview them because Pat Garrett himself wrote a book. And so it kind of made every, made things he famous. Did, he did write a book that was. Full all of, BS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Full of craziness. So there's yeah. that. And then they would go and talk to people. And of course, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I knew Billy, you know, or like, yeah, he once ate at my restaurant or like he once stayed in our upstairs room. But it's he once gave me a lozenge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, there's no proof of any of that. No, you know, so no you proof. can't, and so you, it's it's hard to know. And so then, you know, there'll be then there would be people that would say, no, I saw him after. Even yeah. after, so I know he didn't die. Yeah, you know, but proofs in the pudding, right? Yeah. And then what's interesting, if you see video of his um, grave where it is now, um, it's like bolted to the ground. You know why, right? Well, because people stole it. Well, not only that, did people steal it, but they would shoot at it. Oh, <laughs> well, I know there's bullets <laughs> on the grave. Yeah, well, they would shoot at it, and then they, yeah, they they kept stealing them. Yeah, well, and also where he's quote unquote buried is really just their best guess yeah they actually don't even know for sure because there's a lot of flooding in that area well it was like he was buried in a pulper's grave too yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah all so, right so there's so, so much more but thank you for that because that that was a good kind of summary of some of the main yeah the I main just, parts i mean that's what we know is true yeah Except for the myths about him, I would love to believe that he lived on. There, I seriously, I want to believe it so badly. I like the 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 guy, the bushy whatever who who um you know asked the the governor, bushy, bushy Bill Roberts, bushy Bill Roberts. That's <laughs> the one I wish that would be really cool. Well, that's the one that was depicted in Young Guns too at the at the beginning uh, when he was you know like let me tell you a story and. Gotcha. That he had all the same um, markings that Billy would have would have had too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's take a break and then we will get to the debate where I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> all right. Hey guys, what I've learned over the last couple of years is the key to a really good podcast is two things getting plenty of Apple podcast reviews, and lots of caffeine. You can help us with both of those. Head over to Apple Podcast, write us a review, and if you feel up to it, you could even buy us a cup of coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast, or just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the Buy Us Coffee. You can sign up for a membership or a one-time donation to us. It would really be appreciated. All right, we're back. And I want to get a feel for where you stand right away. I want to know, do you see Billy the Kid as being this like, 
this like outlaw fugitive guy, this, this really bad guy, or do you see him as being a good person that just did what he had to do? Hmm. You know, it is hard. Um, I guess I see him as kind of a, a rough and tumble guy who definitely did some bad things, but I also think he had, um, a pretty hard life. Yeah, and I mean, geez. things were a bit crazy. Being um, orphaned at the age of 15. Right. But then again, a lot of people are orphaned at the age of 15 and don't end up, you know, in a life of crime. Um, I don't know much about his brother. But I, I would like to look into his brother I was a thinking more. about that when you were talking. Um, I do think that it's interesting to think that a lot of the killing that that you talked about anyways happened more as the result of you know, again, like him being a part of a of a gang war, yeah. you know, or a part of a situation where someone was trying to hurt him and he was responding. So it wasn't so much like I like he robbed a store and killed the store clerk in order to get the things from the store. Well, uh, in Young Guns, there was a quote that Billy doesn't kill anybody that he doesn't like. <laughs> there you go. So, OK, let's get into the debate. So surprisingly, there's not a ton of Billy the Kid ghost stories. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the confusion on who he really was and did he survive his death and just a lot of people wanting to claim knowing him as he got famous. Um, But, you know, there are stories. Um, And just like with any, just like (laughs) with uh, did he really die or who he really was, it was hard, you know, because there's a lot of places that will claim to have a Billy the Kid ghost, but then when you really research it, Billy the Kid never stayed there, and mm-hmm. like there's no there's no story. Nice. So, um, well, so that we know of, that we know of, you know. Yeah. So we have to, you know. So it was it, that's why it was just a lot of wading through things. Okay. Um. So the main source for today's evidence that I have is a great website called Blazing Young Guns. Oh, that sounds cool. It, yeah, it's a really cool website. Obviously, all of our sources will be in our show notes, so definitely check them out to read more. I wonder uh, if John Bon Jovi plays like a song in their, on their <laughs> website when you go in there. Uh, not that I heard, but that would okay. be that would be great. Um, probably one of the most famous locations associated with Billy the Kid is that Lincoln County Courthouse. Yeah, where right? he escaped from. Yeah. Where he escaped from, kind of that last time, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he was he was held there in jail, um, and uh, he. Uh, was upstairs, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is where he killed the two deputies yeah. as part of his escape. Um, so visitors to this place have experienced some strange things, especially in that room where he was. Um, first, they report a very cold breeze and the sensation of someone touching their hair. Um, they also claim to hear chains scraping along the floor because he was in irons and he somehow, they don't, they really literally don't know how he escaped the irons. Yeah. <laughs> like there's guesses. Um, but they don't really he know was, how he, he got was free. like Houdini. He was like Houdini. Yeah. And they don't know, like, did he steal the deputy's gun? Did he have a gun stashed away that some or someone gave him? Like, 
it is they they literally don't know how he got out but somehow he did i'm gonna go with young guns on this one and uh it was a girl put it in the um poopy house outside yes that is a theory that that is out there um but anyway, so cold breeze, hair touching, and chain scraping on the floor. So, All right. Well, the cool breeze um, can be because this place is really old, and they didn't have good uh, insulation at the time. So I believe that that would explain it pretty well. And also, cold sensation to me doesn't necessarily mean ghost, because then ghosts are all around me all the time, because I'm cold constantly. Um and also the sensation of someone touching their hair. Uh, I often feel like something is like nearby me or something. And then you look and nothing's there. It's just my imagination. I think it's their imagination. Uh, they claim to hear chains scraping along the floor. Again, I you know, it's not, it's not insulated very well. So I would imagine that they could hear stuff from the streets. Well, I mean, this is people visitors now, right? Yeah, it's still so, probably not insulated very well. Well, actually, yeah, I did see a video of it. They, it is definitely um, not new. Um, no. it, they've kept it like looking. It's a place you can go. No, you and know, to visit. Young Guns actually did a pretty good job. You know, when they when they did this scene, it looked like they were actually at Lincoln County. Interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, to me, I you know I, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure about this one. Um, again, the cold breeze, I do agree, could be something just from, you know, again, it's not um, updated, you know, so yeah. I suppose that could be something that could be a drafty place. Um, hair touching, though, I mean, that seems a little little weird to me. The The sound of iron, leg irons or arm irons, whatever it is, scraping along the floor, um, that seems a little more believable to me as a possible kind sure. of leftover residual noise okay so uh i i'm i'll rate i'll rate first this time okay good right um i'm gonna say seven i'm gonna say one okay yeah one give them a little bit because i'm not there and i can't hear it so okay i don't know uh all right another report at the lincoln county courthouse is actually from the outside okay okay so people will report feeling like they're being watched as Mm. they pass by at night Okay. Okay. Um, and then some have claimed to see a shadowed figure, a shadowy figure, um, moving on the second floor, staring at them intently. It's described as a black mass, an outline of an up the upper body of a person. Hmm. Well, I mean, Billy the Kid didn't spend much time in Lincoln, Lincoln County Jail. Um, he was there for a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think that, you know, like, I'm sure that he bragged about escaping from there, but I don't think that this was like the major point of his life that he spent there. And so I don't think that he would haunt that place necessarily. So I think the reasoning is kind of bad with this one. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've gone by houses a lot where I think somebody's looking at me and it usually turns out to be a shadow or something that that means nothing. So I'm going to say this is total BS. Okay. Well, for me, I'm going to say number one, I would, to me, actually, if any place was going to be haunted by Billy the Kid, this would actually be the place I would think. Okay. Um, Because it's like at this point, how many times has he been arrested and escaped and he's been betrayed by so many people, things are closing in on him. Um, And it, this has got to be uh, like the heightened thing for him. Um, where, 
you know, I mean, he had to kill two people to get out. In the past, you know, he was able to escape and not yeah. necessarily kill people. I don't um, think he actually but, liked killing people. No. So I think this was really traumatic yeah. place for him. And yeah. the, I, also because it is a shrine to Billy the Kid right now. Like mm. that is like it's no longer serves any other purpose. It's like, not a court courthouse. No, anymore. it's like you can go there and see the bullet hole that supposedly was Billy mm. from Billy's gun and like you know, they've, they've kind of made it a place you can go see. If you've seen one bullet hole, you've seen them all. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, anyway, so to me, I think, yeah, it's possible that maybe people are seeing something up there. Uh, you know, hard to know. So I, I would give this one more like a, a five. I'm going to give this one a big zero. Okay. <laughs> a big zero. All like, right. like I'm talking not even my usual zero. This is a big one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, the next location with a Billy the Kid haunting is the Ellis Story County Inn. The Ellis Story County Inn, um, which actually has been around since the 1850s. I thought that was really interesting. It's Mm. like it's been an inn. Oh, okay. Yeah, Uh, and it's still there and you can still stay there. Um, There's actually a lot of ghost stories there, um, but there is a story that they have. They actually have a room that is called the Billy the Kid room because he did stay there for two weeks after his capture at Stinking Springs. Um, In the room, people report hearing violent knocking, muffled voices, and whistling. Um, So the reason they think that that particular spirit might be Billy is because Billy was known for whistling. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't think that this has any merit to it. The violent knocking, I mean, you're at an inn. Um, And it's an older inn. There might be some shady stuff going on down there. Well, uh, I'm sure it's a nice place. It gets good trip advisor ratings. Did you look at them? Yes. What what kind of ratings does it get? It was like four, four and a half stars. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Ellis Story <laughs> County Inn. If you would like to put us up for a couple of weeks, I would be willing to go there <laughs> and hear the violent knocking. Um, muffled voices, easy to hear in and in. Uh, and whistling, I, I mean, Billy is not the only one known for whistling. I like whistling. Yeah, I, but you're not known for whistling. You don't know that. People might know me as the whistler. <laughs> All right. If anyone who knows Pat <laughs> knows him as a whistler, definitely let us know. <laughs> I'm, I may be the whistler. <laughs> that might be my nickname for now on. <laughs> hey, there's Pat the whistler. <laughs> okay. Could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. To me, this one was interesting. Um, I, I'm going to say like a six, just a because six? the whistling okay. pushes it over a little bit for me, but I am still a little not sure about it because I think it, I don't know for sure that it's Billy. Just because it happens mm. to be in that room, I'm not sure about that. I mean, do I think it's haunted? Probably, but I don't know that it's Billy. All right. What do you think my, my rating is going to be on this one? I'm not guessing. You have to tell <laughs> It's going to be a one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Are you, sh- are you sure you don't want a lozenge? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would help. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. I, I tried one earlier. I mean, I don't actually have any lozenges. <laughs> I don't know why I keep offering them to you. All right. Uh, one last one, which is the old Messiah uh, courthouse is where Billy was tried for the murder of Buckshot Roberts and Sheriff Brady. Um, it has been turned into a museum and a gift shop that houses several Billy the Kid items. Uh, and employees say that items have been moved, 
uh, or have moved on their own and that they've seen an old man or seen a man in old West gear who melts into the wall when people approach him. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you call yourself a Billy the Kid museum or gift shop or something like that, what better way to attract people than to say that you have the ghost of Billy the Kid there? So I believe uh, that because just employees say that, I believe that that is fabricated. So I'm actually going to say I've, I'm kind of with you on this one. Whoa. If nothing else, because I really couldn't find any other like stories of this. Mm. Like, I, you know, the the um, the in um, there were some travel advisor reviews that mentioned it being haunted. You know, the courthouse that just kind of makes sense to me that there'd be, you know, his spirit might be there. This, I, I don't know why his spirit would be there. I mean, I guess we have heard of museums having items from somebody. Um, supposedly his shotgun is there. Um, well, to play devil's advocate, I would say that uh, him being tried for Sheriff Brady's death was probably one of the things that upset him the most because he was just getting back at him for his part in, you know, the other murders and all the Lincoln County uh, shenanigans. You know, shenanigans, yeah, that were happening. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, I'll give this one, I'll give this one a five. I'm going to give this one a zero. Okay, there you go. All right, so that brings us to our overall rating. Rebecca, what is your overall rating of Billy the Kid's Ghost? I'm going to say a six. A six. It's a little low for me okay. um, on, on hauntings. I mean, it's like I said, it is difficult to track them down because he was so many places. You know, he didn't have a settled place that he lived or a jail that he was in for a long time or a lot of possessions that we know for sure are his. So, Except for cool clothes that he wore. Right. Um, there's even like a barber's chair that they had for a while that supposedly sat in once to get his haircut. I mean... It, that was probably one of the best haircuts he's ever had. Probably. Um, so like I said, I do I think that his ghost is probably there? I mean, now I'm going to say I did not include this in our evidence, but we did have a listener talk re- talk to us or reach out to us on Instagram saying that their partner, when they were investigating, heard a voice that they thought was Billy the Kid, said they were William hmm. Bonnie, all of that. But, you know, again, I, I didn't get a lot of details and I, I don't. I didn't hear any, you know, specific evidence of that. Um, so again, all of it just seems like a lot of hearsay. Um, it's possible it's Billy. But I'm sh- so yes, I think he's probably out there, but I don't know for sure. And I don't know if these particular cases are for sure him. So I'm wow. a little, little shaky. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the one. So that's a little high for me, actually. That is a high for you. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I just, there's not enough information for me to be able to give it a definitive zero or to go higher. So that's where I'm going to be at. So that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest, especially Rebecca. Uh, She might be pretending that she's sick right now just to get the the sympathy of everybody. <laughs> I am not sick. I just <laughs> exactly. Haven't. Exactly. You are not sick. Uh, so, Rebecca, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. And go. All right. So, I do think the ghost of Billy the Kid haunts this earth. I mean, 
if nothing else, our collective um, interest in him and his spirit and his life has absolutely manifested him um, around. I just don't know for sure where he is or if we if we're really recognizing uh, him as Billy the Kid. I think uh, it's possible that, um, you know, he shows up and it we're not sure. He just seems more like someone from the Old West and so much that happened out there. Um, but if anything, I think that Lincoln County Courthouse. So if you're if you're going out there and you're looking for Billy the Kid's ghost, I think that's probably your best best place to check. Um uh, I have uh, I have seen again. I have some paranormal, invest- paranormal investigators going out there looking for him. Um, I I don't know if they found him yet, but uh, uh, I think he's out there somewhere. Wow, you're done really early. Thank you. Do you want to use this time in the next episode? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm all right. You ready to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, and go. Just because we want there to be a Billy the Kid ghost doesn't mean that there is a Billy the Kid ghost. Like Mondo said with Excalibur last episode, the want doesn't make it happen. And unfortunately, I don't think there's enough evidence to say that there is a Billy the Kid ghost. I would love there to be a Billy the Kid ghost. I love Billy the Kid stuff. So I would love there to be, but there isn't. And I'm going to end 30 seconds early. Whoa. Wow. That is the, the quickest I've ever done that, right? Absolutely. All right, so I want to thank you so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you don't already subscribe. And how do they go about voting in this? Uh, again, go go to that ghostlypodcast.com poll, slash polls. Yeah. Or just ghostly podcast and click on the polls um, and, and tell us what you think. Yeah, we give really want to know. Give us your comments. Again, We I think both of us are a little muddled on this one so we would love to hear i'm not a muggle (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh, i'm super excited about this our next episode is one of our favorites it's a listener choice episode where you the listener get to decide what our episode will be it will come out on may 12th no matter what you choose it'll come out on may may the 12th so you'll need to get your vote in by may the 5th and you could do that at the same spot, ghostlypodcast.com slash polls. Yeah, so go out there and vote on the episode and vote on what you want the next episode to be. And remember, the runner-up will get to be an episode at some point. Yes. We just don't know when it'll be. And the two that don't make it just fall. Well, I mean, you never know. If it's something we really like, it might come back. You but never know. You never know. All right. Well, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye. <laughs>